We are straight-talking Southern girls in our 50s, and that's what you're going to get. Hello, and welcome to Ladies Roadmap. We're your hosts, Joe Jamie Tyler and Lana Helda. We invite you to join us as we take to the road in our tour bus in search of thought-provoking real-life subjects and interesting women with stories, struggles, and successes that we hope inspire and motivate you. And we're going to be giving you just enough valuable information to be dangerous. All right, Lana, since this is our first show, I think it would be a great idea if everybody got to know us a little bit. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. They need to know who they're listening to. I have known you for 30 years, and you and I met a long, long time ago at a nail salon, actually. We had both just had babies, and we were both at-home moms. And we have been friends, and this was in Orange County, California. And I can't tell everybody enough at how Lana has always been this beautiful, as you can see, woman with amazing fashion style. And she always had her homes were just beautiful. They were beautifully decorated, beautiful taste. And I think that's what really drew me to her, that she just had this beautiful class about her. And I'm talking in front of you as you're not even there, Lana, but (laughs) I know you're here listening to all this, but it's all true. So since after that we met, after we met and we all had our babies and we all grew up, you decided to become an interior designer. So I think everybody would be interested in that. Tell us everybody, what inspired you to become a designer? Well, I was married to a very talented architect designer by his schooling, and we built probably four or five custom homes around the country. And so I was doing it all the time. And then I'd have friends ask me to help them. And I did a lot of freebies for a lot of people. And then I realized one day that my children were going to grow up pretty soon and leave the nest. And I honestly was worried about what was I going to do when they left? And I didn't want to sit in my big house and be, you know, depressed because my children were gone. So I began slowly charging for people and doing, getting more and more business. And I really didn't know when I started that it would become the business that it became, but it was a really, it's been a really great lesson in life for me that when you apply yourself and you give anything your all and you just get up and do it every day and do your best work, it will grow. And mine has, and I'm very grateful for it. You know, you said something that I think a lot of people will be interested in, and that is you went from doing things for, for free, for free, for friends, and then you had decided at some point to start charging. Was that uncomfortable? Was that hard? What was that transition like? Honestly, it is still difficult for me to charge. I don't know where that comes from inside of me, um, why it, that's a value-related thing or something. I don't know. But I still ha- I still deal with that, with the money issue, not even with just friends. But that's the hardest part of the business, the creative part for me. I have no problem with, and I love the actual work of uh, you know work ethic that I have to have, and, and I enjoy every part of it. But I will tell you, the when it comes to the accounting and asking for money, I've had to really work on that. That's a hard thing to do, to, to say, here, here what, here's what I'm worth. Now you need to pay me. And it's something that 
um, I think a lot of people struggle with and being a designer is like being an artist and it's very difficult sometimes for people to understand how much effort and work and not only work, but just your creativity has to come into that. And so it's, that's the tricky part of being an interior designer. I will tell you. You know, being an artist and a business person doesn't always mix. What tools have you used that you think have been helpful um, transitioning from that, just, you know, helping friends into creating a business? I had a business plan and I put it into action. Um, I was careful that I became much better at accounting. You know, I learned my QuickBooks and I kept good tally of my time and my hours and, you know, learned to do my spreadsheets. And and so I really had to, to learn how to be a business person. How did you track your time? There's a lot of different time trackers. I had just a, in the beginning, I just did it, you know, I, I would do it just, I had a piece of paper and I kept it by my desk and I would not let myself leave my office until I had written down all of my time for the day and what I spent my time doing, because you have to really track that for people because you give them an invoice and then they say, well, what did you do? You know, what did you spend your time on? So that's an important part of the design business. And again, it's like a whole other factor in the business. And I never had anyone other than maybe an assistant to do some of the admin work. I'm the one who had to keep up with all of that. Lana, you have actually worked with so many amazing people now that you've grown your business. You've worked with celebrities, you've worked with professional athletes um, and very, very, you know, wealthy people. What was that like transitioning, going from a smaller business to a high-end business? Well, it's kind of interesting you're asking that because I remember when I got my first really big celebrity client and they called and and I thought, I don't know if I want to get, I don't know if I want this job. This is going to be so high pressure. And it was a complete design and build from the scratch. And I thought, I'm not sure that I want to do this. And I looked at my husband and I said, you know, I'm not sure I want to do this. And he looked at me and he said, Lana, you need this. You need to do this. And I thought, okay, I'll just put my big girl panties on and I'm going to do this. And then I just put my head down and honestly, It is stressful because when you deal with someone like that, you're dealing with their team of people. You know, they've got all their finance people. They've got their attorneys. They've got the the person that answers your questions. And then you see the you see them as well. So you're answering to a lot of people, and you have got to dot every i and cross every t because you need it. You don't want there to ever be any question. So I became very efficient at documenting everything that I did. I made, you know, beautiful books where the client literally, you know, had every single thing laid out and they had to sign off on every single thing so that nothing would come back because you're talking a lot of money and you're talking about a lot of different people having input. So you don't want someone to say, well, you didn't tell me that. Well, yes, I did. So again, I had to really become hyper-focused on the business side as well as being a creative designer. So it, it's, it's been amazing. It's, it's made me grow so much. Um, I feel so much more confident in my life about everything. I'm really ready to take on pretty much anything that comes my way now. That being said, not everything is perfect in life. Can you share with our ladies, 
a failure that maybe happened that you had a good lesson from? Oh, I've had a couple of failures business-wise where I, it's not really so much a failure as it was I didn't um, stay on a client that I should have maybe, and I didn't get paid a couple of times, but that doesn't happen anymore. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very careful about that now. Um, so like that, so what did you change? I mean, that's probably the best thing that, you know, we always learn from our failures. So what changed? You learn to not, you know, you don't deliver the goods until you get paid and you don't uh, go out on a limb without having a contract or having a deposit. And there's a lot of, you know, very important factors that people just don't think about when they think about, oh, I want to be an interior designer. You know, they look at the HDTV and I can do that. I want to do that. It's very different doing it for other people versus doing it for yourself. I can imagine. Um, like when, you know, if something comes in that they all, everybody thought was gonna, they were going to like and then all of a sudden they don't like it. And then who's fault is that, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah, you have to, that's why you have to get everything signed off on and you have to have a contract saying that, you know, you're not going to be responsible if they choose something and they want it and then they decide they don't like it, then they're going to have to, they're going to have to figure out how to, how to work with that. They can resell it online. They can do whatever they want, but you can't be held responsible for everything that they change their mind on. So, you know, it's something that you could do a whole show on for sure. (laughs) There's another aspect that you and I have in common, Lana, and that is that we are both nomads. We've had very nomadic lives. We've moved a lot. Uh, tell tell our ladies a little bit about your some of your big moves and how that affected your life. Yeah, well, I think the biggest one was when I was 19 and I had grown up in Texas and I decided I, well, actually what happened is I came out to California for a visit and I had never been on the West Coast and that just opened my eyes out up and blew the doors off my brain and I thought I am moving to California and I went back and I told everyone I was moving and within 3 weeks I had my car packed, my bicycle on top, My mom took my cat and I was out of there and I moved to California and then I met my husband out in California and lived there for 13 years. And then we pretty much by design decided to move to um, North Carolina, to Charlotte. And that was, you know, partially for business reasons, but also for just to give our kids a different take on, on life, you know, take it, take them back to the South. I'd had my Southern upbringing and liked it. And I kind of wanted them to have the same thing. So we went back to the East coast and then I stayed on the East coast for like 13 years and lived, um, there in Charlotte, went to, went to Miami and now I'm back out in California. So I cannot tell you how many cross country drives I've done from California to the East Coast and back. And I'm thrilled to be back in California. It's great. My kids are both out here now and uh, there's California life's kind of hard to beat. Uh, you, you know, you can't complain about the weather, that's for sure. No, it's beautiful. Now here's the best question I think. Tell us everybody what inspired you after all these things, to want to do a podcast of all things? Well, that's kind of a conversation where we're both involved, obviously. But I think, you know, Jamie, you and I have always been in this crazy, weird, parallel lives where we just seem to come together. Our alignment just is always right on track. And that's the, been the beauty of our friendship for me is that 
I really feel like we have always been able to relate. And we got together, what, I think back in July, you called and said, hey, come out, everyone's going to be gone. And I remember thinking, heck yeah, I'm coming. And I, I think I called you like two days before and said, I am coming. And then I got up at four o'clock in the morning, hit the road, got to your house. And again, we were in alignment. We sat there and talked and both of us wanted something fresh and new. And I just really wanted to do something where I could continue to grow, but also have a new experience and push myself and put myself out there. Because let me tell you, there are days when we try to do this that I just want to go in and go back to bed and pull the covers up over my head. (laughs) This is not as easy as they say. It certainly hasn't. And I know the technical part has been so challenging for us because it's not a solo podcast. It's two people and we're going to be having guests and that's going to mean a third person and that's a whole nother setup. So yes, this was so tricky. And, but you know, it was so funny. I saw a um, inspirational uh, quote the other day and it said, smooth sailing does not, does not make a strong sailor. Or something like that. Yes, and I do know that. That's I've lived it for many years, and I definitely am who I am because I do take on challenges. And now I'm, you know, I I don't know about you, but I'm realizing now in my fifties that kind of accepting those things that are who I am and what I'm about. I mean, before I think I could, could kind of talk about it, that oh yeah, I wonder why I've done this or that, and now I just embrace it and say, you know what. I need a challenge. I need something to get me up in the morning and get me going. I do like change. Lana, I think that's the inspiration of this podcast. And we're hoping to inspire women in their second half to wake up in the morning and be challenged and put themselves in uncomfortable positions to keep growing, to keep learning. And we are here for that. And we're going to have fun doing it too. Absolutely, because we're going to be in our tour bus. That's the other thing. We're in this phenomenal tour bus, which, by the way, Lana designed. We'll have to put pictures up on our Facebook page for you all to see the inside of it, have a sneak peek. Um, But we're going to take it on the road, and we're going to find other inspirational women our age, and we're just going to keep having conversations, and we want to hear from you all and your questions and your challenges, and we're going to give you guys challenges too, right? Yes, I'm excited about our challenges. We've got health challenges and we've got fashion challenges. We're going to run the gamut in our challenges. And, you know, we hope that that will motivate you to do some new changes and create some new habits in your life. So thanks, Lana. Um, We'll do another one of these. We'll turn the mics around and uh, you can put me in the hot seat next time. So until then, thanks, Lana, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to Ladies Roadmap. We'd like to give a shout out to our amazing music producer, Cam Tyler at litloops.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Just go to www.ladiesroadmap.com and click on podcast. It's as easy as that. Or you can subscribe on iTunes and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Ladies Roadmap. And you know what else? We would love to hear from you. Feel free to email us at info at ladiesroadmap.com. And until next week, remember, the greatest part of a road trip isn't arriving at your destination. It's all the wild stuff that happens in between.